0: This is Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. Bringing you insight from outside the mainstream, I am your host, Ryan. Today we talk about how it is way past time to invoke the 25th Amendment on Joe Biden. We'll talk about how it is all politics all the time with Democrats. And we have yet more tough guy rhetoric from Joe Biden when it comes to Russia. Next, on Living with Liberty... I'm a little bit late in getting this show out. It's one of those things where life got in the way. I spent all of last week fighting with a dishwasher installation. Anybody that's done DIY work in your house can probably relate to that. A two-hour job, I'm well over a week into now. Though right now I'm waiting for for a call back on some warranty work at this point. It's one of those things I finally got the thing installed. I got all the parts I needed. It fills up with water. It doesn't work right. The lights come on. I can select cycles. It fills up, but it doesn't do the dishwasher things that make my dishes clean. So like I said, I have a warranty call into the company to come out and fix it. Now, our constitution has a warranty claim process, On the presidency specifically, it's in the 25th Amendment. And it's time that all the Swamp Things in Washington, D.C. do the right thing and pull the plug on old Joe. Now, one of the latest gaffes, and I say latest gaffes because over the last week there have been just so many, whether it's him talking or wandering around aimlessly trying to leave the stage, Uh, but one of the latest gaffes here is... He's looking for deceased members of Congress in the audience. Take a listen. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie. Are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here. Now, Jackie Walorski has been dead since August, tragically killed in a car accident. Now Joe Biden probably knew this, but it's it's one of those things where his mind's gone. He he doesn't connect the dots anymore. Now Jackie Wilarski uh was one of the, the sponsors of this bill he signed and had that press conference for, her, and he was looking for her, but the 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 neurons are gone. There there was no connecting the dots that, oh, she died in August, she's not gonna be here. He says, I guess she's not here. Well, yeah, Joe, she's been dead for two months. Now, the worst part of this could be, or probably is, I should say, the worst liar to ever double as a press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, tried to gaslight us by saying Wolarski was top of mind when Biden was looking for her in the audience. And even worse, Jean-Pierre doubled and tripled down on this lie, saying that she was top of mind well, she was top of Joe's mind when multiple members of the press pushed her on the lie, asking about why Joe was asking for her if he knew she was dead. Well, she's top of mind. She's not top of mind. Uh, what, what's going to be next year? Is Biden going to start looking for Robert Burden Strom Thurmond? Though I had somebody co- uh, post on a, uh, my parlor account when I when I uh, made one of these types of posts asking this, uh, that he has indeed asked for Strom Thurmond already. So there you go. It's it's time to invoke the 25th amendment and remove Biden from the presidency. The Secret Service has to put a silver alert out every time he's on stage and leaving the stage. They have to give the guy a map to get off stage and he he doesn't follow it anyway or he wouldn't follow it. Every presidential appearance is scripted. You move here, you stand here, you go here. And it's so the Secret Service can ensure that the president is secure, that they've cut off all risks to anybody trying to come in and harm the president. They, so they know every move. So the Secret Service knows what to expect, where to be, what to be looking for. Biden seemingly blows that, that plan up every time he's on stage now. Like I said, they put out a silver alert for the guy every time he's leaving the stage. They don't know where he's going. You can always see in the shots then Secret Service guys rushing to the other side of the stage because that's not where he was supposed to go. The guy's mind, Joe Biden, is clearly gone. Whatever speedies they were giving him to focus are having less and less of an effect now not only is it sad to watch our president in the, in this state it is it, it's sad anybody that's had a an elderly a family member that's had dementia has had memory problems knows that this is a sad state that this person's in they don't recognize anything they're confused and we've seen it he gets angry a lot it, it's it's sad to watch somebody in this state whether it's our president or otherwise i'm not saying this to make light on the condition he's in he's there he's uh, in the public eye and and that means that we have to call this stuff out to hold people accountable to start doing the right thing it's it's not only sad but it's dangerous our enemies know at this point uh, we are in an extreme uh, position of weakness with joe biden as our head of state I'll I'll bet right now that we are being swindled whenever Biden does meet with a foreign leader at this point. He's so confused. He doesn't know what's going on. And then because he's president, you know somebody might be trying to correct him. We've seen how many statements the White House has walked back on the guy. But they 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 try and correct him, correct him, and I'm sure that they defer once he's Says no, I'm going to do it this way because he is, after all, the president. I mean, someone's got to save this guy from himself. He has to. Someone's got to save our country from this guy. Period. Now, Putin, you know, is a little preoccupied at the moment. He's had his own screw up to deal with in Ukraine. So, you know, that's uh, that's one of those things that uh, Russia. We're probably not getting uh, uh, you know too much from them right now. Putin's a little little. It, we'll get to him in a minute, I guess. But China and North Korea and Iran for sure have noticed and don't think for a second that they aren't plotting their next moves to weaken the West. We just saw yesterday uh, how North Korea fired a missile over Japan and Japan's uh, sounded their air, air raid sirens. So d- don't think for a second that we're, that, that, our enemies don't notice the position of weakness our leadership is in at the top. Now, you know, to boot uh, with the whole Russia thing, Xi Jinping is already starting to distance himself from Russia as an ally because he's seen what a mess Putin has gotten into. And he sees that you know, he needs the ties to the West, and he sees that the United States is extremely weak in leadership right now, so I'm sure he's trying to figure out a way to hitch his wagon to that and and take advantage of that. China wants no part of the Russia mess, because at this point the West is still more useful to them than than Russia ever will be, especially from an economic standpoint. Biden is in too much of a... a, a state of mind or a lack of a state of mind, if you will, where he doesn't even see the the tactical ploys that China's trying to to maneuver about with right now. He he has no idea. And and plus, he's in hock to China up to his probably ears anyway. So would he do anything even if he had a, a decent state of mind? I doubt it. Biden, honestly, should be in a memory care unit somewhere, not in the White House, not making major decisions, not with his hand over the nuclear button. But every day he remains in charge, we as a nation get more vulnerable. Every day he is in the White House making decisions on behalf of the United States of America, we get weaker. Our enemies don't look at Biden with pity and empathy like some of us might. I certainly do from the standpoint of a human being. They look at him as a weakness to be taken advantage of. They look at Joe Biden and his state of mind as a weakness to exploit for their own gain. They look at him as a liability that they can use to knock the United States from world prominence. And that's what they're doing day after day. Every day that he holds office, every day that Joe Biden's staffers have to walk back a statement that he made that wasn't on that day's handout of acceptable talking points, every day Karine Jean-Pierre stands at the podium and gives another weak lie to try and cover for him, is another day we get more vulnerable as a nation and is another day we lose more credibility around the world. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and save whatever face we might have left as a nation on the world stage. Subscriptions are one of the big ways podcasts get discovered, so if you could please do me a favor, whatever platform you are listening on or viewing on, please hit the subscribe button. It will give you an alert whenever a new Living with Liberty is published, and the subscriptions help get us into the recommendations so others can find the show. Next, proving yet again Democrats have no interest in the people, in us as people, as citizens, as people who elect them, but only power. Amy Klobuchar could not pass up the chance to use Hurricane Ian as a platform to push for more climate action. Take a listen. While well, we have clear disagreements, we don't want, if the Republicans take charge, a number of them have been talking about an abortion ban. You guys know that. You featured on the yeah. show. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. Now, if Democrats can control the weather through legislation, through legislative action, then I demand that We passed something that says it shall be 75 degrees and sunny every day. Now, what a disgusting lot of pigs these people are, and that's probably an insult to pigs. We had a Category 4 hurricane bearing down on Florida, one that had catastrophic impacts to everybody in its path, and all this shaky-voiced clownette could think about is the midterms and how Democrats need to win the midterms in order to keep Pushing forward on the climate change, uh, their climate change initiatives. Now, the party of the little guy, the supposed party of the little guy, gives zero craps about you as a person and about how these things like hurricanes, natural disasters, or man made disasters for that matter impact your life. They don't care about how their reckless spending impacts your bottom line because it's made inflation go through the roof. They don't care about that. They only care about power, and they only care about the political aspects of whatever crisis they either manufactured or has come about naturally, and how that can be used for their political gain. That's all they care about. All Klobuchar and the rest of the Democrat circus side show could think about is pushing their party's chosen losers in the midterm. There was no empathy or sympathy shown for those about to be impacted by E. And at that time, it was still and about to be impacted. It was still spinning in the Gulf of Mexico. No concern for the loss of life and livelihoods of those people when the hurricane would come ashore and all the catastrophic flooding and rain and everything else that goes with a hurricane. They didn't care about that. No, it was, I got to get on MSDNC and push for more Green Deal Green New Deal crap that nobody wants that's going to make our lives worse to fight the fake boogeyman of climate change. I've got to get up there and say, we've got to fight this fake boogeyman of climate change. Here's what I want to know. Why do the chicken little climate occultists think we should believe them? I want to know why they, uh, they, they should be believed. What have they brought to the table that has given us proof beyond a shadow of a doubt That if we don't do something today, if we don't stop burning coal, burning gasoline in our cars, burning natural, natural gas, that in 10, 20, 30, 50 years, whatever it is, our climate's going to be irreversibly changed and it's going to be for the worse and we're going to die off as a species. I want to know why I should believe them because... They can't even give the weather people can't even give you a forecast that's better than a 50-50 proposition. So, how about we start there? How about you get good at telling me what my weather is going to be in the next day without changing it? How about how about you tell me that tomorrow it's going to be 68 and sunny? And lo and behold, tomorrow. On I'll even say on a like let's say a, a vast majority of the time, let's just use the 80-20 rule. If you can tell me with 80% certainty that tomorrow is going to be 68 and sunny, for example, then yeah, maybe I'll start to give you a little more credit. And maybe there then though we'll we'll have to work it up to something more of a, a higher majority of the of the time. Like 95%. That's always statistically speaking, that's always a pretty good Pretty good benchmark is 90. So 95% of the time, you're right on tomorrow's forecast. Hell, even maybe the next hour's forecast. How many times uh, have we seen that they said, Oh, it's only like a 10% chance of rain, you get a you know a thunderstorm all day? So let's start there. How about you? You're able to tell me with 95% confidence that tomorrow's this is what the weather is going to be, and I'm not going to change it in the you know six seven times between now at like, well, let's say it's 12.30 and tomorrow at 8 a.m. I'm not going to change it at all. The 36-hour forecast of where Ian was going to make landfall wasn't even in the ballpark. It was Tampa, and it ended up well south of Tampa in the Fort Myers area. So are we really going to listen to these people about, and, and respond to them when they're telling us what our climate's going to be like in 30 years if we don't take action today? But, Ryan, the, the weather is an ever-evolving, dynamic thing. It's hard to predict. Yeah, it is, right? That's exactly the point here I'm trying to make. It's hard to predict. How can you take something today going on today, when you can't even forecast tomorrow properly, it's, like I said, 50-50 at best, and tell me that if we don't do anything today with greenhouse gases, that in 30 years our our global climate uh, or global temperature is going to rise by, two, you know, two degrees Celsius. We have to keep it under that arbitrary number we pulled out of our ass and, uh, and you know, everything's going to die off and we're not going to be able to grow food. And we're... Sit down and shut up. I, I want to know, how is it there's no – certainty at times in the next hour's forecast, but I'm supposed to surrender and bow down to the experts standing at the climate altar telling us with extreme certainty that we are all going to die in some pick number of decades if we don't stop burning coal and oil. Why should, Nobody can explain to me why I should bow down to, you know, give me an adequate explanation as to why we should be bowing down to these experts. Isn't our climate an ever-evolving, dynamic thing that is constantly changing as well? I mean, depending who you ask, the dinosaurs were possibly killed by a change in climate, right? We've all heard that one. And guess what? That was a minute or two before the Industrial Revolution and automobiles. Hmm. The fact is, climate change is all a political ploy. It's a political ploy that seeks to uh, concentrate ultimate authority in the hands of a few. This has nothing to do with our survival on this planet. The truth is, this planet will chew us up and spit us out when it is ready. Whenever the, the the Lord says our time has come as our species of human beings, he will make sure this planet chews us up and spits us out, no matter what we do. We, it is arrogant to think we have a major impact on climate. Like, like the example I just gave. Well, dinosaurs died of a, you know, like because it got too cold, a climate change. Well, okay, what's going on now? If the climate change before there was any sort of industrial activity, what makes things different today? Now that there's industrial activity, I'd love to hear an answer on that. It's it's all a political ploy. It's all a ploy to concentrate authority in the hands of a few and take away the rights and liberty of people everywhere. The problem is is we have useful idiots like AOC and shaky Amy Klobuchar that are out there as their mouthpieces getting this message out and people believing them. The fact is people like AOC and Klobuchar are going to be left out in the cold with the rest of us, quite literally, if we continue down this path of getting rid of all uh, fossil fuels. They'll be left out in the cold with the rest of us when they are no longer useful to the globalists who are looking to install a worldwide communist authoritarian government. They'll be for sure the last ones left out in the cold because they're useful idiots. They're still useful up to a point. But in the end, they'll be left out of that power structure. They're too dumb. They're too dumb to see it now. These people know it. The elitists know it. Know that uh, these are dummies. We'll get them as our mouthpieces. They'll they'll believe anything we tell them, and they think they'll have some power, but in the end, they won't. I mean, honestly, do you think either one would be included in some sort of worldwide government run by elites? I mean, come on, AOC. It's astounding how little she actually knows about anything. For the supposed where wherever she went, Boston, some you know Ivy League school, wherever she went, some elitist school. It's how amazing how little she actually knows. If breathing wasn't a natural thing, these two would need someone to remind them to take a breath. I mean, honestly, they are the very definition of useful idiots. Climate change has become a religion, one where the only acceptable practice is to politicize major catastrophic weather events at this time, at this point, without regard for the human toll they will inflict. It's just, it's only, the only acceptable thing is to just be disgusting about it now and not, be have any concern for the the human impact to the impact to our country to the impact to our fellow humans animals whatever it's all about politics if you if you elect democrats will will uh, be able to stop hurricanes through climate action no you won't no you won't and everybody wake up and stop believing this crap you nobody can control the weather but one entity one omnipotent being the lord almighty Give me a break. No legislation's going to stop hurricanes. No legislation's going to stop major hurricanes. That's an easy fact check. I saw someone put the other uh, put out there the other day. There's been something like 15 cat 4 or 5 hurricanes that hit Florida over the last uh, from 1900, I believe it was, to today. 10 of them were before World War II. Give me a break. Hurricanes are getting stronger? No, wrong. This is not about the climate. These people couldn't care less about it. It's about being able to have the power and ability to control the people, to tell you what you can and cannot do. It's about discouraging you from moving about freely by making it a gigantic pain in the ass to have to stop and charge your electric car every 200 miles, where I can get four or 500 miles out of my gasoline. Cars and I've got a van and a truck, and I can get 450 easy on the highway out of both. It's about making your life hell. All the while, the elites continue to move about on their private jets that emit many times more metric tons of carbon than the average family car, than probably two cars if you have uh, two cars in your household. Mine, we have three, so probably all three cars in my household. Climate change is about political power and enriching donors of these these green technologies. It's not about making the planet or your life better. If you are listening to the audio-only show and your platform allows for reviews, please give us a five-star review. It helps others find the show. Whether you are listening to the audio version or are viewing on Rumble or YouTube, hit the Rumble or thumbs-up button, hit the like button. The more interactions we have, the more the show gets into the recommendations made by the algorithms, and the more we are able to spread the truth. Okay, finishing up today, we have more tough talk from Biden on Russia. Now, the whole goal of this is to get us involved in Ukraine and get uh, World War Three going. Now, at this point, with the way people are talking, the, the these world leaders, if you will, are talking that's the only logical explanation at this point. We've got warmongers everywhere looking to get us back into a war from which, it, you know, we'd have a tough time extracting ourselves from. There's no reason on either side of uh, for this rhetoric we've seen. There's no reason for it on Russia's side. There's no reason for it on the United States side. None. Putin has made a grave miscalculation in Ukraine and he keeps doubling down trying to finish what he started because this was only supposed to probably take a couple weeks in his mind. And now we're on, what, eight, nine months now of this? Eight months, I think? And now he's floating the idea of, of using nuclear weapons, which, you know, that statement, of course, made Biden alert long enough to mumble some sort of fake tough guy response to it. The fact is Ukraine... Still is not our war to fight. We have no business being involved in it. At this point, we have no business even sending them money anymore. It's become more and more apparent that this is just some sort of laundromat operation. We're going to raise your taxes so we can send it overseas to fund our regime change wars. That's what we've got going on here. We have no reason as the United States to continue to poke the Russian bear. They're imploding on their own accord. They're doing a fine job themselves of looking like fools. And they're doing it, as I mentioned before, so much so that China is starting to back away from them. China needs the West more than they need Russia. They've seen the absolute mess Ukraine has become. So now they're backing away, trying to preserve the ties with the West. I've argued before and will argue again now and probably in the future with all the aid we've given to Ukraine to fight our regime change for a regime change war on our behalf, and that's what Ukraine's doing at this point because they're not a NATO member. They're, in essence, by proxy fighting our regime change war. With all the funding we've given Ukraine, Putin could have declared war on the United States long ago, but he's been a little preoccupied at the moment. And even though our military readiness is, I'd say, questionable at the moment, Uh, We got a lot of fine folks in the, in the service, in the military, but with everything that's going on from getting, uh, from uh, uh, discharging people because they wouldn't take the, the, the fake potion for COVID uh, to all the nonsense about, uh, you know, equity and equality and, and, and DEI stuff. Instead of, instead of training people how to fire weapons and, uh, do surveillance and all the things a military should do. I would, I would say, our readiness is is questionable at the moment. It, even though it's questionable, it's still exponentially better than Russia's. And Putin knows it, as does the president, as does Xi Jinping, and probably a lot of other world leaders. Because Biden, if someone probably told him, or maybe, like I said, he was alert enough once Putin said nuclear weapons to. To perk is, you know, his per- perk is mind up for us a brief moment there. Because of this, this just debacle Russia's in, it's the one country Biden feels as though he can talk tough on and, and get away with. He can get away with saying tough things, fake tough things about Russia. Like this. He said this. America's fully prepared and Uh, prepared with our NATO allies to defend every single inch of NATO territory. Every single inch, Biden said. And he continued with this. And so, Mr. Putin, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, every inch. Oh, so tough, Joe Biden. Such a tough guy. Nobody believes you. And here's the issue. The issue here is that Biden and the Democrats keep trying, you know what, Warmonger Republicans, too. I mean, how many times have we seen Rhino Lindsey Graham out front? We've got to give money to Ukraine. We've got to blah, blah, whatever. No, we don't. Quit giving my money away. So we have Biden, the Democrats, the swamp Republicans keep trying to provoke the Russians into an incursion onto NATO soil so they have a reason then to get involved and get the war machine up and going. They have built Russia, particularly the Democrats, they built Russia up in their own minds as the enemy, as the country that delivered a Trump victory. So now they want to provoke it into war so they can war with us because they haven't attacked a NATO country. We have no right uh, at the moment to go after them militarily. They haven't touched our soil they haven't touched our allies soil they haven't attacked our allies but they want to provoke russia into a war so they can finish their job finish what they started they want to bring their russian hoax full circle even though it's been thoroughly debunked many times over they want the victory lap to say see we got rid of the guy interfering in our elections we got rid of the guy that that gave that mean old donald trump a victory don't get me wrong Putin is not a good guy by any stretch of the imagination but it's not likely Russia interfered in the 2016 election enough to deliver a Trump victory I'm not saying they didn't do any at all I think we've seen things on social media that and research on social media that showed yeah there was propagandizing going on going on but was it enough to say, "Oh well, he totally interfer- interfered in in a 2016 election and gave Donald Trump a victory"? No. I think this provocation is as much to cover tracks as anything else. What are they worried about Putin finding? Like I said, I don't get me wrong. Putin's not a good guy at all. But what what will he find if he were to 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 totally take over Ukraine? What would he uncover? Because you know, in a heartbeat, if he uncovered something embarrassing or many something's embarrassing, he wouldn't about the United States. He wouldn't hesitate. He would not hesitate to put that out. So I think this is about uh, our the U.S. involvement, if you will, with with Ukraine. It's as much about covering tracks as anything else. It's about keeping the Ukrainian laundromat free and clear for the political class. It's also about the hungry warmongers getting more money flowing again to their defense contractor buddies and donors. This is about knocking Putin out and installing a more pro-West head of state in Russia, if such a thing exists in Russia. The U.S. involvement in Ukraine is about imperialism and cover-ups, plain and simple. It's about covering tracks. It's about... Our continued desire for imperialism and soft imperialism. We're not, uh, you know, we're not overt about it. The fact that Russia has been utterly incompetent in their Ukrainian campaign has given the Biden regime the window to talk tough and posture without much of a threat of retribution from Russia to this point. However, a wounded cornered animal is the most dangerous animal. And Putin is exactly that right now. And it seems to be he's got some, uh, I don't know, not mental instability, not like Biden, but he's got some grandiose vision, some utopian vision that's not rooted in any sort of reality that he is trying to achieve here. So the question then becomes, which poke? By the United States will be the last poke that thrusts us into World War III, potentially with the two countries lobbying nukes at each other. What the situation needs is the sane voices to become the loud voices in both Russia and the U.S. before we have an actual climate catastrophe that would be of our actually our actual own doing in the form of a nuclear winter. Is the likelihood slim that we would be thrust into a global nuclear war? Yes, I think it's a slim chance. I think even the most psychotic and despotic of leaders doesn't want to broach that or push that button. Slim chance, but there's a lot of instability politically right now. And with Putin desperate to end the Ukraine campaign and deliver himself a victory and take a victory lap, And with Biden mentally gone, only seemingly alert whenever Putin mentions nuclear somethings, it has to be a threat that is taken seriously no matter how unlikely it may appear. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows Uh, my original articles, as as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review, should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. You can also email me. The address is ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.